Welcome to the Force of Habit podcast, a kick-ass space for the woman of color on her journey to becoming the most powerful version of herself. Here, we talk all things mindset, routine, and transformation. I'm your host, Chantel Taylor, nutritionist and weight loss coach. Come hang out with me, girl. Grab your headphones or blast me on your morning commute. This space is just for you. Here we grow. What's up, ladies, and welcome, welcome back to a brand new episode of Force of Habit. I hope your weekend was everything you needed it to be. If you needed to rest and relax, I hope you did that. If you needed to be productive and get some ish done, I hope you did that too. My weekend was a pretty good one. We just got back from Knoxville. My husband was born and raised there, so that is where almost all of his family is. So it's always nice to visit this time of year. We visit other times of year, of course, but I especially love Knoxville around Christmas. There are always so many lights. They are so festive up there. So I always enjoy visiting around like during Christmas time. Um, But my husband's little brother, the reason that we went, Golden, was in a play at the university, A Christmas Carol. He was Tiny Tim. And he did so well. He's only eight. Um, And the fact that he could remember lines in a play was like mind-blowing to me. It was amazing. Uh, But this week on the Potty Pod, I wanted to talk about the upcoming year. If you guys don't know this about me, just know how much I truly, truly love the new year. There is something so magical and refreshing about starting a brand new year to me. I love dreaming about like all the possibilities that the new year can bring, the new challenges, the new failures, the new growth, the new up-leveling. It gets me really excited, but I do think there is a way to do new years wrong because I used to. And if you are anything like how I used to be, you may be making a few of these mistakes. Tell me if this sounds familiar. You end the year overeating, maybe even emotionally eating and completely neglecting like any form of routine and structure because you get a clean slate in just a few weeks. When the new year does get here, you set a big old goal and start your new year on fire like hitting the gym every day, eating like a completely new person, restricting the things you used to overeat last year. Um, You know, you see some really great initial progress wins because of that. Then as the weeks tick by, you miss one workout, miss a few cooking nights, start ordering out more and more and more. It's subtle. It doesn't happen all at once. But once mid-February gets here, You're right back in the same old routine and you don't have another thought about getting back into your routine. And so you can literally smell spring. And then when that happens, you start to have a mini panic attack because you aren't bikini body ready yet. And the new year trap happens all over again. You set a big old goal. You have some initial motivation and you're starting on fire and then you fizzle out in a few weeks. I used to do this all the time and not even just with my weight or like health goals. I did this with like any goal, business goals, general habit goals, but especially, especially my like weight and my health goals. And so today I wanted to walk you through some of the mistakes that I used to make when it came to setting my goals for the new year. And if you've made these, what you can do instead so that you can make 2023 
the year you gain momentum and actually hit some of the goals you write out. No, like listen to me, actually hit some of the goals you write out. When I started doing this myself, when I made these tweaks to my goals and how I looked at my goals, um, I think this is two years in a row where we've hit, I've hit um, most of the goals I've set. And so I wanted to do this episode because I really want to help you avoid the new year trap and kind of getting sucked into that hamster wheel and repeating your new year resolutions all over again in 2024. No bueno. So um, I hope this episode is helpful for you, especially if you struggle with maintaining some consistency when it comes to your goals. This will be really, really helpful. I always say like starting the goals. I know people say like the hardest part is just starting. I don't think that's true. I think I used to think that was true, but I truly think the hardest part is actually finishing, like actually getting to the goal. It's very easy to set like big goals and like kind of do them and double dabble with them. And then when you see maybe how much they require of you, how much work you have to put in to get there, it becomes a little harder to stay consistent. It gets a little harder to finish. But I think starting, like setting goals and starting them is the easy part. It's the finishing part. It's the getting to the actual um, you know, finish line of your goal. That's the difficult um, part of it. So here we go. Number one, the more detailed, the better. Something that I used to be terrible at was being scared to claim what I really wanted. I would set goals like, I want to feel healthier. I want to lose weight. I want to help more women and make more money in my business. And it was just like, what the heck does that even mean? You know what I mean? Like, okay, what does that mean, Chantel? What I didn't know then was not being specific, not really hashing out the details, fogged my vision. I didn't have clarity. And when you don't have clarity, it's very, very hard to do actions that are not only geared toward, the, toward like the result you want, but it's also very hard to evaluate and like analyze if you're getting closer to the goal, if you don't even know what exactly it is, you know, you're trying to do. So for example, um, you set a goal that's like, I want to be healthier in 2023. Great. What does that look like? How do you know you'll have achieved that goal? So I'm really, really strict with my girls inside Futrition about this. Whenever we do like, you know, when we goal share, um, whether that's in like SOS coaching or the weekly live calls or in the Facebook group and they set a goal, it's almost always not good enough. <laughs> I'm always like, what does that mean? Um, but I really push them to be specific and really claim what they want. So I'm always like, hey, no bueno. What does that mean? How many, you want to drink more water? Great. How many ounces? How many ounces before noon? How many ounces in the afternoon? How many ounces when you get home? Like how many ounces will you drink per hour? Like drinking more water is a great goal, but you have to get specific because is that five more ounces during the day or is that 60 more ounces in, during the day? How will you know you will have achieved that goal? Otherwise, if there's no like specificity with it, you just either like think that you don't hit the goal or you're kind of like bouncing around day by day and it's always different. You want to build consistency and momentum so that you know when you've hit a goal, you get to up level, you get to go to the very next level and increase, you know, the challenge or increase the goal. So if you set a goal again, I want to be healthier in 2023, like how will you know? that you've achieved that. 
Like you don't, right? It's like maybe one day you'll wake up and think you've achieved it. Like maybe you'll wake up one day and be like, you know what? I feel healthier today. I think I've achieved that goal. (laughs) But you want to be sure. You want to give your brain evidence so that it can begin to create and attach to a new identity. And you simply do that through consistent action. So a goal like I want to walk three times a week for at least 20 minutes and cook from home at least two nights a week in 2023. And from those actions, you'll likely feel healthier. But not only will you likely feel healthier, but you'll be able to attach something directly to the goal. So another one is like, I want to lose weight in 2023. Okay, great. Is that like one pound, two pounds, 20 pounds, 50 pounds? I want to lose 50 pounds in 2023. Averaging one pound a week feels more precise. Do you see how that feels different? It feels more doable. The more details, the more clarity. It's a lot easier to think about what you can do to lose one pound this week than to figure out all the things that you have to do to lose 50 pounds this year, right? But focusing on the one pound a week gets you to the 50 pounds this year. And that's something that so many people miss. I think so many weight loss programs, so many like um, you know, health coaches, trainers, um, you know, even even like other nutritionists and dietitians. It is really all about your perspective. Something I'm always teaching my girls, girls inside nutrition is that like nothing you learn from me, and even on this podcast, nothing you learn from me will be groundbreaking or even things that you haven't heard before. So if like you're looking for some like earth shattering like news and like deep dives into habits and like hacks you've never heard before, this is not the podcast for you. (laughs) And nutrition is not the program for you. There is no deep thoughts or philosophies. It is about how well you keep it simple and how well you are able to be consistent at keeping it simple. I think something that I've gotten very good at through coaching and my own experience, however, is like looking at things in a way and explaining them in a way where they finally click, where the fireworks like go off in your head and you're like, wow, okay, I've I've never heard it like explained this way. Now it makes sense. I think that is like lucky <laughs> my superpower and what makes nutrition so different is because I am explaining very simple like concepts that you've heard a thousand times before in a way where it actually connects and you perceive it in a way that you can actually do it. Now, obviously, like with all things, there is strategy. And I have my very own nutrition strategy for getting members incredible results in their weight loss. And I have my own strategy for the podcast for getting you guys started and getting you guys some really great initial wins. So many of you have lost weight just listening to the podcast. But we need to be reminded far more than we need to be taught. And I always tell my girls inside nutrition, you know what to do. Like, you know how to lose weight. Where you're struggling and why you're in nutrition is because you're having trouble doing it. You're having trouble being consistent with it. That's where the issue is. The issue is not because you haven't learned enough. The issue is because you're having trouble doing what you've learned. And so when I teach things in a new way 
and I break things down and I change perspective, it's a lot easier to adopt. And it literally just takes one reminder, one teaching, or explaining things in a new way for the light bulb to go off and for you to be on your way to making mind-blowing progress. Seriously. Okay, so then here is where the real magic is. After you set the goal, forget it. What, Chantel? Wait, what did you just say? Yes, girl. Once you have a goal, what you're going to do is attach actions to them. And from there, the goal is no longer relevant. It becomes the thing that you focus on. You simply focus on the actions of the goal. And you only judge yourself based on whether or not you completed the actions, not if you completed the goal. Because when you focus on the actions of the goal, you naturally get to the goal. This is a mistake so many people make. And I know I did. With all things, the goal is not the goal. The goal is to become the person who does the actions that gets the goal. When you learn this, when you focus on this, mind-blowing shifts really happen. So if your goal is losing 50 pounds next year, what actions does a person who loses one pound a week do? And refer back to point number one, the more detailed, the better. So eating healthier and exercising aren't actions. Maybe someone who loses 50 pounds in a year walks every day for 20 minutes and drinks 64 ounces of water. Maybe someone who loses 50 pounds cooks at home four nights a week and orders out three days. Maybe a person who loses 50 pounds weighs in every two weeks and does mindset work to not make the scale number personal. You get to decide what this version of you does to lose 50 pounds. The best part, there are no right or wrong answers. There is no rule book. It doesn't exist. People have lost 50 pounds not exercising at all. People have lost 50 pounds eating out every night. People have lost 50 pounds eating dessert every day. You get to decide how you want to lose your weight. And you get to tweak and fail and implement new habits as you learn your body and grow into the next best version of you. And that really brings me right into my third point and mistake you might be doing is allow yourself space to pivot. Nothing is set in stone. And as the year moves along, you may have evolved to a point where like the goals you set at the start of the year just aren't as important to you like mid-year. And maybe you realize you're capable of like so much more. So you up-level your goal. There is no ruler that like shuns you for not hitting your resolutions. Something that I used to do was like, as the year ticked away, if I felt like I wasn't on track to hit my yearly goal, like the goal I set at the start of the year, or maybe like I forgot a few weeks in, I would feed the storyline about myself that I was a failure, that I would always be this way, that I wasn't just like built like everybody else. And this was not just about my weight. I would set goals in my year in nearly like every category. And so if I set a goal, like, to talk to my friends more, I would beat myself up and then cling to the identity that I was just a slow texter and that I was just like a bad friend. Instead of flat out just claiming and stating, texting back fast is just not a priority to me. 
I love my friends. I do. <laughs> and they know if they called me, I would pick up first ring. And they know that, like if they texted me first thing in the morning, they would get like a really good kiki out of me because that's like that's when I'm up. But after that, I am just like I am just like laser focused on my family, on my business, on like really pouring into the ladies inside nutrition and this community. And so sometimes I like catch up at the end of the night. But if they don't catch me in like those little windows, texting back is just not a priority. And that's just because it takes so much time. Usually when you're texting back and forth, it's never just like a little, it's never just like a little like, um, hey, question. And then, hey, answer. You know what I mean? It's like a back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Um, and so spending, spending all day, like texting back and forth and just like, you know, dividing my brain energy was just like, it's not a priority to me at this time in my life. And when I shifted to that, instead of taking on the heavy load that I was a bad friend because I wasn't texting back fast, I felt so much better. And I had less pressure to text back, which ironically enough, helped me communicate a little better. And side note, there's like this running joke with my friends too, because when I say I'm a slow texter, I literally mean like they will text and I will respond days, sometimes weeks later. <laughs> it's so bad. It's hilarious. But like, I always say, um, you know what, if it's important, they will call me. I will, I always answer my phone. If I don't answer, I always like call back at least within an hour. Um, and so I'm always like, yeah, you know, if it's important, they will call me and it'll be fine. But if they're just trying to kiki, like they can wait. Okay. <laughs> so that being said, it's never that serious. Give yourself space to change, to shift gears or completely drop goals that you realize no longer serve you or are important to the big picture. Like I love the saying, I totally forget what it's, you know, I'm not even going to botch it, but it goes along the lines of like so much can change in a year. And that's really true. And like, I can go as far as saying so much can change in a month. And so as you're moving like month to month to month, be okay to like reevaluate the goals you set for your year. There's no like you don't have to be like, like chained <laughs> to these goals that you set. Feel free to maneuver them, change them like down level them up level them there have been so many years where I get to like the middle of the year and I'm like okay I was a little bit um overzealous I can scale this back a little bit <laughs> and feel good about it which really brings me um to my next and very last point and a mistake I was making was set goals that like feel doable but don't frighten the shit out of you that is a mistake so many people make when you set goals that like paralyze you into inaction or trigger so much doubt and insecurity, you do nothing at all. You simply add another reason to your reason bucket that you can't do something. It is so much easier to set a slightly smaller goal, still feels uncomfortable, still feels scary, hit that and build momentum than it is to set huge, scary, hair-raising goals that you constantly doubt and have a pit in your stomach about. Getting outside of your comfort zone is important. That is the only place, I'm letting you know right now, getting uncomfortable, stepping outside of your comfort zone, that is the only place you will grow. 
that is the only place you will hit goals. That is the only place you will challenge yourself and up level into like ways that you didn't think was possible. That is not possible inside your comfort zone. I do not care what your goal is. It's not possible in your comfort zone. And so getting uncomfortable is needed. But you want to stay just outside of your comfort zone. You don't want to be like in the middle of the ocean with like a raft, like not having any idea (laughs) how to get back to land, right? You just want to be like, you know, a foot out. And then when like the foot out doesn't feel as scary, you put both feet out, but you're still a little close to it. And then you take like another step and then you take like another step away. So if you have a weight loss goal this year, ask yourself if you can break it up a little bit. Remind yourself that there is no rush when you plan on keeping it off the rest of your life. And when you're able to break it up a little bit, when you take all that freaking pressure off of yourself and you start with habits that don't feel so scary, they don't feel so like, oh my gosh, this is such a huge jump, like completely like Xing carbs from your diet and like, you know, never eating them again. That feels scary. That feels like not doable. That feels like shitty. That doesn't even feel realistic, right? But when you start with just like, you know what? I'm going to go to Dairy Queen and get a blizzard two times a week instead of like my usual four or five or like instead of like going in and getting a dessert like after work each day, I'm just going to go like two or three days a week. That feels easier. And so that's just like a little example. But remember that you're capable of like doing the scary. You're capable of doing the uncomfortable. Like, and it's okay. Something that someone who like I struggle severely with anxiety. Um, well, I used to. I don't as much, but it flares up. Like right right now, I'm in a point in my life, like the last month or so, my anxiety has been really, really um intense. I can't really pinpoint it, but I always know that that's a red flag that I'm not taking care of myself and that maybe I'm getting a little comfortable and not really challenging myself. And so um, my husband, who is, you know, the most amazing accountability partner, he like said to me in passing, like, you know what? I've noticed you haven't been moving as much. I've noticed you've been like, um, you haven't been eating the best the last couple of weeks. And so maybe that's just something to look into. And I was like, you know what? He's right. I've been like, you know, I've, I always plan for my food, but I have been planning, you know, eating out a little bit more or just ordering in because this time of year is always busy inside nutrition because we're doing like surveys and we're making tweaks and we're getting plans ready for the new year. Um, and we have so many amazing things coming for nutrition members in like the next couple of weeks. And um, so I was like, oh, you know what? That's something to look at. So I spent last night kind of like planning my food out for the week and planning some like, you know, pockets of movement so I could go in and like really challenge myself, get back to a little bit of Pilates, get back to walking a little longer, a little more. Um, And so like, I don't even know what my point was for that. (laughs) But just remember that you are capable of doing so much and it's normal to feel uncomfortable. And so, oh, that was my point. (laughs) I said someone who struggles with anxiety, I used to struggle with being uncomfortable. I used to really struggle with that. I was like, there is no way you want me to feel like this. But as time goes along, it really is so much easier to just like do it. I take so many risks now, not just with like um, my health and uh, my weight loss, but just my business and like in my family life and my social life. 
I really attribute that to being okay with being slightly uncomfortable. Not crazily uncomfortable, paralyzed, don't know what to do, but just like slightly uncomfortable. Like a little bit of like a sweaty armpit, you know what I mean? <laughs> Nothing crazy. Um, and I want you to kind of get comfortable with that feeling in 2023. Just like welcome it. When you welcome it, when you welcome failure, when you welcome uncomfortableness, when you welcome scary, when you welcome the unknown, so many of the things that you want are on the other side of that. Truly, truly, truly. Like I've done it myself. I've helped so many women do it themselves. So much is lying on the other side of you just getting a little uncomfortable, getting a little sweaty, just a little bit. Believe in yourself, yes. But most importantly, believe that you can simply do the actions daily that are required for you to hit your goals. If you can believe that, if you can believe that you can just do something that is like a little scary, like maybe you're not used to doing, but you believe that you can at least do it, I promise you'll walk into 2024 feeling like you conquered the world. Yes, walking into 2024 feeling like you conquered the world and you're ready for your next challenge instead of repeating the same resolutions year in and year out. Like I don't want you to go through 2023 get into 2024 feeling like you've got to repeat everything. You got to repeat the same resolutions you've been repeating for the last 10 years again. Okay. So next week there will be no force of habit episode. Cue the like cries of the audience. (laughs) I am taking an intentional breaky poo with my family, but who knows? I might catch the podcast bug and record a new episode for you. I guess you'll just have to wait and see. (laughs) Um, But I hope that you have an incredible holiday season. No matter the holiday you celebrate, I hope it's filled with so much laughter, so much great food, and so many sweet moments. And until then, I'll see you next year, boo.